right person in the business is game-changing. So my advice is to take a look and evaluate your business and what talent you have against what talent is out there and available and what it could look like. I've actually written a, a book. So this is the Talent Acquisition Blueprint. I didn't hold anything back in this book. There are no secrets here. All of the process we use and we teach and coach and implement in companies is here. Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the IMCO podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Jacob Dar of Talent Acquisitions Blueprint. Jacob, super excited to have you on the show. Gresh, what's going on, brother? Good to see you. Yes, I'm excited to have you on and hear about all the awesome things that you're doing. You're doing so many phenomenal things. But of course, before we jumped into the interview, I want to read a little bit more about Jacob so you can hear about some of those awesome things. And for over two decades, Jacob has been leading a leading figure in the recruitment industry. After years spent working for private equity, buying companies, assessing talent, and replacing talent with best talent available, he opened his own outside recruiting firm, Jacob Dar Associates, as well as a corporate coaching business, Talent Acquisition Blueprint. Today, Jacob specializes in helping companies create efficiency and effectiveness amongst recruiting processes, succession planning, and human capital planning. He's passionate about making sure that companies have the resources they need to attract and retain top talent. And he is also a passionate advocate for succession planning practices, which he sees as a essential for any organization looking to build a sustainable future. Jacob, excited again to have you on the show. Are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? Heck of an introduction. Let's do it. Yeah, heck of an introduction, heck of a man. So before we get into that, why you're a heck of a man, I wanted to rewind the clock here a little bit more on how you got started, what I call your CEO story. Well, that's a great question. Um, so I'll, I'll take you back. So I just hired employee number 200. Nice. And it, it, it's only month four of operation. So I was asked years ago, I was asked by a CEO of a 10,000 global company who is not in the USA yet, that they wanted me to become employee number one, massively scale people operations, 200 critical hires, serve as the C, CHRO. So, so I decided to accept that. So what did I do? I ran the numbers. I hired a bunch of softball and baseball players, turned them into marketers launched multi-platform marketing campaigns with automations, which really recruiting never had. So let's break that down. I believe in today's world, we have to look at recruiting as a research, sales, and people attraction strategy combined with setting up our internal recruiting marketing agency. People don't do that. So mm. what does this mean? Just like we attract clients with research, a playbook, and marketing systems, we need to attract the right talent solves the business problem, keyword, the right talent that solves the business problem in the same way. The same way as sales, no different. I've been placing people in their dream jobs since I was 15 years old. Actually, I even forgot about, I forgot about that. Uh, when I was preparing for this, uh, for, for your talk today, my dad mentioned uh, I started when I was 15 years old. And I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. I had a summer job at a lake marina, large lake marina, and my boss was shorthanded. And he said, look, I'll give you a hundred bucks for every person you can bring me to work here. I said, okay, mm. I, I think I can do that. 
So, but then I was not a recruiter. It's just something I did. My childhood dream actually was to become a police officer. And actually I did become one in Key West only to find out that I spent a lot of my free time recruiting other officers to the force. <laughs> I couldn't help it. So after three years of, of being in the force and having recruited almost all of my friends, everyone I knew into the local department, I realized that I loved recruiting. Well, not actually recruiting, more like matching dream jobs with dream talent to do the job well. That's what I call it. So I left, went right into HR, specifically recruiting where I belong. Fast forward to 20 years of working for very large companies, fortunes, private equity. So you kind of see the path, right? Mm-hmm. At, at, at every company I worked for, I was able, I outperformed other recruiters on the team 10x, 10 times faster with better results, better quality candidates, which is really what set me apart than other colleagues. I'm not just filling jobs. I'm finding the best person for the job. And I was recruited out. Well, sometimes I did my own self-recruiting, but really where the magic began, it it was on a trip back home from Shenzhen, China. I, I filled 475 positions for an electronic cigarette manufacturer um, I met a CEO of a global company in an airline club room, you know, those places you hang out when you're going overseas to come back to the U.S. Mm-hmm. Lots of conversations have always been struck up there for me, and this was a lucky one. So this this gentleman was a CEO of a 10,000-person global worldwide company, and he overheard a phone conversation that I was having with a board of director. And I was explaining my talent acquisition blueprint and how I'd systematized recruiting and and what the blueprint looks like to attract the right uh, talent. And it caught his attention. Uh, He told me that they have a significant issue attracting the right talent and their recruiting firm investment was unsustainable. Most recruiting firms, in general, we always need recruiting firms. I I own one. I, I have a team. Uh, on the other side, but the the problem it it it's very expensive, and the culture's never driven the same as if it is internally. So that's mm-hmm. why talent acquisition blueprint was born. Is we we do all this, we train and teach and coach so teams can do this internally and greatly reduce their spend. Anyway, um, so four weeks later from that conversation, I was employee number one. You know how that story went. Within 24 months. We had a full functioning manufacturing facility in the USA. We had 416 employees, excellent talent, the best people we could find. And after I did that, I moved on. Why did I do that? Because I'm committed to disrupting the HR space and mindset, mindset huge, strategy and the way they operate. I believe in dream jobs for dream talent, not stagnant people warm bodies filling jobs. There's people out there that are perfect matches, kind of like maybe I'm like a dating match, matchmaker. And all they have to do is execute something similar to what we've done, which is the talent acquisition blueprint and its predictable results. So my, my vision is to impact thousands of recruiters, HR managers, CHROs by 2025, and thousands of companies to run under our talent acquisition blueprint by 2030. That's why I started talent acquisition blueprint. So that's a little bit about, uh, about us and, 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 and what I'm doing. 
Nice. I absolutely love that, you know, matching dream jobs with dream talent to do the the job right and uh, to do the job well. And I think that's so powerful. I don't know if I like that more or if I like the the maybe the the tender for for HR for hiring or whatever <laughs> that that those two things go hand in hand. So I don't know which yeah. one we could put on a bumper sticker, but I think we need to have at least one or two bumper stickers, you know, with that. But I think it's, it's so powerful. And I know when we first connected and we talked a little bit offline, just, you know, with this great kind of quote unquote resignation and you know so many people are leaving I almost feel like we see it's that epiphany that I think people are having you know people that are looking for that dream job but it also feels like you kind of understand that it's uh and you have understand since you were 15 it sounds like there's also an epiphany that organizations need to have on how to approach that as well too so it kind of sounds like that's you know obviously what you do but it also seems like that's a strong part of your your secret sauce your superpower the thing you feel kind of sets your part and makes you unique for sure. And and the problem, lots of companies, especially in the fortunes, there's a huge disconnect between leadership and talent. And we're not going to bring anything personal into the business. It's not a family. I can't tell you how many times I've, I've heard that. That's fundamentally a problem in recruiting, attracting, retaining talent, because the person that works for you, it's their life. And finding someone the right person in the right role and tweaking the leader, making significant tweaks in leaders' minds to humbly lead is a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why, you know, I, I love, you know, everything that you're doing and of course being able to kind of attract that 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 talent. But I also love the the, the blueprint just because it, it sounds like it speaks directly to that culture, that mindset, all those things that you spoke about. But I also, you know, really wrote down the word empowerment because it also feels like you're empowering the people that are in those leadership positions to to think differently, look differently, but also act differently so that they can have that really great culture. Yeah, for sure. I mean, a bad hire costs the business two and a half times the salary minimum. It's very expensive. Yeah, absolutely. And I imagine, too, that that bad hire can, you know, manifest itself in so many different ways, whether it's somebody leaving or, you know, just creating, you know, maybe sometimes even poisoning, for lack of a better term, the coach. There's just so many things that can happen that it could be at least that costly when you don't kind of do the due diligence. You won't have the leadership and the culture to make sure that it's sustainable. Percent. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I absolutely love that. So I wanted to uh, switch gears a little bit, and I want to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book, or a habit that you have, but what's something that you feel like makes you more effective and efficient? So it, it's actually not related to business at all. So so through my my corporate career and, and, you know, I mean, I've read a lot of books and did all the normal things they said. It was actually a guy that I found online, and and he motivates motivates, empowers you to change your health. So, I mean, I'm not necessarily an unhealthy guy, but as far as uh, learning the raw materials that my body's missing through certain supplements, his name's Gary Brecka, by the way, awesome guy. I found him on uh, Instagram and started to subscribe to his stuff. I feel like a million bucks. I mean, I I feel like I'm a six-year-old and that helps me to be a better leader to my team. It helps me to conquer the day. And to be honest, that's probably one of the most game-changing attributes or hacks that I've ever found. Absolutely. And so what would you consider to be what I like to call a CEO nugget? So this is a little bit more word of wisdom or piece of advice. Um, I like to say it might be something you would tell your favorite client, or if you happen to a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. So, so, so for most leaders, rewire your brain for leadership. So you're, you're, you're not there to give orders. 
I mean, in, in reality, the CEO leads the company, but the largest disconnect of the CEOs that I had coached and tried to change and successfully did change some was you're, you're, you're there to help your team get to the finish line. So starting your largest job is what a lot of them hate, and it's recruiting. If you own a company or if you're a CEO or if you're a leader, I would argue that the, your, your number one job is to be a recruiter. So it's you need to learn how to quickly identify good talent. Do you have a signature talk? Meaning, can you effectively communicate what you do when you find that person? And then do you have the mindset and do you have the skills, which skills plays a big part in it, that you can lead by helping your folks? What do they need? Help them help you by getting what they need. So really, in my opinion, a CEO's greatest quality is the ability to coach their team. Absolutely. And um, let me ask you this. Do you feel like by, you know, rewiring your brain, is that something that, you know, you've found and seen as it's kind of like a an, an instant process? Or is this something that it takes over time or just very dependent on the, the person? It's not an instant process and it definitely varies by the by the person. But the 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 the, the mountains are moved whenever the person humbly accepts that I failed. I, I have failed a lot of times. And, and, and you have to get to the mindset that I want to be better. What can I do? And you're open to coaching and you want to move forward to the point when you start fiending for it. I fiend for it. Every day I fiend for it. I want to be a better leader. That's when the mountains are moved. Absolutely. I love that word fiend. And, you know, you become obsessed, you know, with, you know, the the success to, to want to see that happen. A talent acquisition blueprint, a portion of that, we, we do coaching. So for folks that we, we try, our job number one is to get them to the point that they fiend for coaching and to better their self, right? And if they don't get there, we fire them. We, it, it is so critically important that if you can't get yourself to that point, and, and, and really that's accepting failures and, and agreeing to move forward, you'll never move forward. Awesome. 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 So I wanted to ask you now my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Jacob, what does being a CEO mean to you? So, so being a CEO means to me, people and families. So I'm responsible for families' rents, for families' mortgage, for families' groceries, not just the employee, the family. So I'm also responsible for, for, the profit of the company. So to do that, I have to have very happy people and care a lot about their family. That's what a CEO means to me. Awesome. 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 Well, Jacob, truly appreciate that definition. And of course, appreciate your time even more. So what I wanted to do now was pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best people can get hold of you, find about all the awesome things you and your team are working on. The right person in the business is game-changing. So my advice is to take a look and evaluate your business and what talent you have against what talent is out there and available and what it could look like. I've actually written a, a book. So this is the Talent Acquisition Blueprint. I didn't hold anything back in this book. There are no secrets here. All of the process we use and we teach and coach and implement in companies is here. You can buy this book on Amazon. It Basically, it's the cost of shipping. It's like nine bucks. It'll ship out to you. If you want to change your company, if you want to learn how to put good people in your seats, all you got to do is pick this book up and read it. So if you want to get in touch with us for more questions, you have you, you want to chat, um, the best way to reach us, uh, my line is 
740-9635. Shoot me an email, jacob at talentacquisitionblueprint.com. There you go. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I, I truly appreciate that, Jacob. To, to make it even easier, we're going to have the links and information in the show notes too so that everybody can give you a phone call, reach out to you, and of course, get a copy of your book and find out about all the awesome things that you and your team are working on. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Yeah, Gresh, thank you. And I'll leave your group with one more thing. If, if anybody's mm-hmm. struggling growing your business, if anybody's struggling things in your business, profitability, it is very simple. Look at your people. It is your people. Have a good day. Thank you, Gresh. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.